This episode is brought to you by Mr. Lava Lava Hot Sauce. With flavors like smoked habanero, mango habanero, and Carolina Reaper, Mr. Lava Lava has a taste and heat that will make your mouth salivate for more. Get your flavors in Milder or Wilder, conveniently on Etsy to make ordering easy. Just search Mr. Lava Lava Sauce or go directly to their website at MrLavaLava.com. Welcome to the Fantasy Rush Podcast with your host, Corey Powers. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into the Fantasy Rush Podcast. This is Corey Powers. Been kind of on the mend the last couple weeks, haven't been keeping up with the podcast so well, but I'm back this week. I kind of had a little bit of reflection time to see how I wanted to keep going with the podcast. I think at this point in the season, I'm going to kind of cool it with the rankings just a little bit, and I'm going to start focusing on some things that I think are more important at this time of the year. And this week, I'm going to focus on running backs to pick up that could be potential league winners, who you should be looking at for your team heading into the playoffs. It's time to drop the guys that are on your bench that haven't been producing, that you don't play anyway. They're just there just in case. And instead, start replacing them with potential league winners in case you, you have somebody that goes down or a starter goes down. They could jump in and instantly be a running back one for you. The reason I focus on running backs with this is because it seems like that's a position every year that has a league winner pop out. Wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, you kind of know what they are at this point. You know who's who. You know who's going to be your wide receiver ones, wide receiver twos, and then the fringe guys where you just have to look at the matchup and go with whoever has the better play that week. But running backs, there's typically a top guy that gets hurt. Somebody steps in, and they put up crazy points, and it's it's just out of nowhere, and that's the reason why somebody wins a league. So hence, obviously, the term league winner. Kind of looking back a couple past years here, Jarek McKinnon last year, he, uh, he came in and he destroyed, carried some teams to the playoffs and through the playoffs. Back in 2021, Rashad Penny did the same exact thing. They're both going to be on my list. I'll touch a little bit more on them, but first, I'm going to still break it down by tiers. Um, I'm going to have the S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, and D tier. D tier, let's go ahead and get started with them. So the D tier is going to be a couple of the guys that, they're kind of more, a lot of ifs. There's a bunch of ifs that go in to play with these guys. So um, I think they could be more running back two or flex position people if the starter goes down. Anyway, let's get started. First person in my D tier, number 15, Ezekiel Elliott. So Zeke has been middling his way through the season as a number two back for a struggling New New England offense that needs change. Mac Jones is on the sidelines getting yelled at. Uh, They don't know what they're going to do. Zappy came in. He had that really awesome fake spike where he just threw this, you know, awesome interception. That was great. Good job, Zappy. So I know people like Zappy probably because of his name. It's fun to say, but neither of those two are really going to be the man there. Not sure where they're going, but anyway, back to Zeke. So he's been getting about 7 to 12 touches a game to this point. It puts him on the outside looking in as a current flex play. Ramondre has been bad this year. He's not been good. It was two weeks ago he had a 64-yard touchdown run that might have saved his status as the lead back because I think Zeke was slowly taking more and more carries away and they were looking for some kind of change. Then he had that big run. Next game he comes in. Ramondre actually played pretty good this last weekend, but he did go out. He did get injured. Zeke came in, he ended up putting up 88 total yards, 
let's see what happens with Ramondre. But regardless, I think Zeke is going to be somebody that could be on your bench who's a goal line back and could get about 60 to 80 yards a week and has the upside for potential touchdowns every game. Number 14, Tank Bigsby. So while it seemed like he would slowly be integrated into this offense while operating as a goal line back when the season started, it really has just turned into the um, Travis Etienne show. He's been an afterthought. He's been, actually, he's been really bad. His totals here in the last four weeks have been brutal. It's been 1 1.0.8, 1.3, 0 0.2, 1 1.1, and 0.5. That being said, this kind of shows that the team likes to use a three down back. If ETN were to go down, Bigsby, I think, would step in there and he would take that role. They do have Darius Johnson, who's been getting some touches here and there as well, but I don't think he's really suited for a three down back role. He's more of a spell back. So Tank Bigsby could have potential here if something were to happen to ETN. So number 14, Tank Bigsby. Number 13, a guy that was relevant up until this year and has been completely irrelevant and would need a lot of things to go right for him. But if they did, I think he could have huge impact for your fantasy team. And that is Delvin Cook. Obviously, he needs a perfect storm. He's going to need Brees Hall to go down with an injury. He's going to need Aaron Rodgers to come back. And he's going to need the Jets to figure out that offensive line a little bit more. And if, that's a big if, all these things were to happen, he could be huge for your team. They do have a pretty decent schedule the rest of the season, with the exception of the championship game when they play Cleveland. He's on the list. I don't know if I would want any of these three guys, but they're guys to keep your eye on in case something were to happen. Moving along to my C tier, I only got two guys on my C tier here. Number 12, probably already getting picked up in leagues. That's Keaton Mitchell. So in Dynasty, I'd rank this guy higher. He's a young guy. He's coming in. He looks explosive when he gets the ball. And the only reason he's really not higher on this list is because I have no idea what the Ravens are going to do with their run game each week. I mean, between weeks 7 and 9, Gus Edwards was actually the number one running back in fantasy football. Lamar Jackson, he currently leads all quarterbacks in rushing. He's a threat to vulture any touchdown at the goal line. And then Justice Hill will pop in and steal a touchdown or a bunch of carries, and he gets about 30 to 40 yards a game. So there's really no consistency with who gets the ball and who does what for the team. But Keaton Mitchell's looked explosive. He's a young guy. They might want to turn to the young guy to see what he has a little bit more in the future here. And he's breaking some big runs and looking really good when he does it. So number 12, Keaton Mitchell. Number 11 is a big surprise. And uh, I kind of laughed when I put him on here, but I still think he could have some potential. And that is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yes, C-E-H. Laugh if he must, but let me tell you why. So prior to his injury last year, he was actually a pretty consistent producer. The first four weeks of the season last year, his number for total yards and touchdowns were 74 yards, two touchdowns, 118 and none, 39 and a touchdown, and 94 and two touchdowns. They're not elite numbers, but he was putting up good points. He was getting double-digit fantasy points every week. He was the starter, and if something were to happen there and he became the starter again, I think that he could do the same, but I'll get into more about Kansas City later here. Number 11, Clyde edwards Lair, and that rounds out my C tier. Moving on to the B tier. The B tier are three guys that, um, well, everybody on this list is going to need an injury to be really relevant. But the uh, next three guys have shown that they, uh, they, they flashed a little bit. And they could have some pretty good potential if given the opportunity here. Number 10, I got Jamil McLaughlin. So he's always been an underrated and underappreciated throughout his whole playing career. 
A lot of people don't know this, but Jaleel actually set the NCAA record and is a college football's all-time leading rusher with 8,166 yards, 79 touchdowns, and had a 6.5 yards per carry. He, I mean, in college, he was fantastic. Now, he didn't play against the best talent. He didn't play for the biggest school. But regardless, those are, those are crazy good numbers. And, I mean, number one rusher ever in the NCAA, pretty good, right? How does that translate to the NFL? Well, he's looked pretty good in his limited playing time so far, and he seems to make the most of all his opportunities. When Javante went down weeks four and five, he stepped in, he became the starter, he finished as a running back nine and running back eight for those two weeks, and that was only with 10 and 12 touches. How is he able to do this? He's averaging, prior to yesterday, uh, I didn't factor that in, but he's averaging 7.1 yards per carry and he's getting work out of the backfield as well as a receiving back, scoring a touchdown as a receiver. So number 10, Jaleel McLaughlin, he could step in and he could be great. Number nine, his ceiling's a little limited, but it could go up higher. I have Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb went down, they needed somebody to step in. Jerome Ford came in, he looks pretty good, but then when Ford went down, Kareem Hunt stepped in. And then on top of it, Kareem Hunt is stealing. He's getting every touchdown for this team, it seems like, right now. He's probably not on your waiver wire anymore, but since he's come in, he's scored in five straight games. He's got six touchdowns. He's been super consistent. Unfortunately, his consistency hasn't been super, super great. He's only averaging 3.3 yards per carry, and he hasn't really shown that he could break a big play anymore. Now, these numbers could be skewed a little bit because he is a goal line back. He's a short yardage back. He's getting in there when the box is stacked against him. Maybe if something were to happen and he becomes a full-time back, he would have a bigger role. He'd bust off some bigger plays and he'd get a little bit more receiving work. But as for now, I have him at number nine, touchdown upside, Kareem Hunt. Number eight on my B tier, rounding it out, is Ty Chandler. So the Minnesota Vikings came into the season with Alexander Madison as their feature back. And they're rolling with him. And I mean, he's looked good. In the past, he looked good when he was featured in that role. But... He's been kind of a failure this season, to say the least. On top of it, he got a concussion this last week. I don't know. Um, I think the Vikings are really just looking for somebody, anybody to get a um, a spark in the backfield to take over for Madison. I was so high on Madison. It, like, it pains me to say anything negative about him because of how high I was on him going into the season. But he just has not been living up to the expectations. And Ty Chandler, he came in. He didn't play excellent. He didn't have that great of a yards per carry, but he did flash at times. And I think the Vikings need somebody that's going to flash and somebody that's going to break off a couple big plays here and there. At this point, they're kind of a high-flying offense. They got a lot of guys. Once uh, Jefferson comes back, a lot of guys that can make big plays. They just need somebody like Ty Chandler who can get into space, give him an opportunity, let him bust something big. And for that reason, I think he could be great for your team. A lot of plus matchups in the regular season as well, going against Denver, Chicago, has a bye week, and then Las Vegas, number eight, Ty Chandler. Starting with my A tier here. I talked about Clyde Edwards a little earlier, but really the back to probably get because of last year is Jarek McKinnon. As I said, he was last year's league winner. Weeks 13 to 18, he was a running back 16, 1, 1, 21, 6, and week 18, if you play that week, he was a running back 28. He scored nine touchdowns in the last six weeks of the season. And this is all while having no more than 52 rushing yards in the game and only one rushing TD. This is why I put Clyde Edwards in there still because I think both of them could have relevance. But McKinnon was a man last year. 
In fact, he only had 51 yards in week 13 and 52 in week 15. All other weeks, he rushed for only 22, 7, 4, and 6 yards. So under 10 yards, three of the games. And he was still getting top 10 running back production. Receiving, eight touchdowns. He was catching passes, five, seven, eight passes. And he may have lost a step this season, but they still pass it to him in the red zone. They still shown that they're going to go to him in that role. If something were to happen to Isaiah Pacheco, I think both of these guys could step in there. But Jared McKinnon has shown that he's the one that's going to score the touchdowns. They're going to go on there, and he could take on a big role again this year. And these matchups are delicious. Rest of the season, schedule is Philadelphia. And after that, it's Las Vegas. Green Bay, Buffalo, New England, Las Vegas again, and Cincinnati. There you go, Jerick McKinnon, number seven. Number six, I got Antonio Gibson for Washington. So he's already a good flex play because of his receiving work. So he's a PPR plus running back, and he's the type of running back that could potentially be matchup proof because he's such a good receiver. If they're playing a defense that shuts down the run, they'll just kind of deflect, go to all passes, out of the backfield, throw it to Antonio Gibson on the backfield. On top of that, he's shown in the past, back in 2000, 2001, he was running back 12 and running back 11, so he can put up points, he can be that guy if needed. Washington also, this surprised me when I seen it, they lead the league in pass attempts, and Sam Howell, who I thought was really struggling earlier in the year, has proven that he doesn't need to use his wide receivers to make it work for him. This week, week 10, his top four receivers on the team combined for just six receptions and 39 yards with no touchdowns. And that was during a 44 attempt, 312 yard, and three touchdown passing game. So Gibson has five receptions in each of his last three games. Howell's throwing it to anybody who's open. Gibson would have a chance to step in. He could be a really, really good play for you if something were to happen to Brian Robinson. Number six, Antonio Gibson. Number five, my 2021 hero, Rashad Penny. Yes, it's weird, right? He hasn't played. He's been inactive, a healthy inactive, for almost every game this season. But let's look back at 2021 real quick. He also did not play the first 10 weeks of the season there. He came in week 11, got two carries, and then the starter went down. In the last five weeks of the season, his numbers were 138 yards for two touchdowns, 44 yards and zero touchdowns, 135 and one, 185 and two, 190 and one. So he's proven he could be this league winner. And between him and DeAndre Swift, they have a history of injury. And maybe if Swift were to go down, which he has almost every season in the past, Rashad Penny could step in and uh, maybe they're just saving him. Maybe they're just saying, hey, we got... An insurance policy here that could be just as good as DeAndre Swift or better if something were to happen and I think he could be better I think he's actually the most talented back in on this team he just needs opportunity and he needs to try to stay healthy number five Rashad Penny number four Leonard Fournette so he just signed two weeks ago he hasn't played with them yet but he's on Buffalo now in case you didn't hear He's called playoff Lenny for a reason, and James Cook, he's a he's a 12 to 15 touch player, and he only plays between the 20s. This week, first carry, fumbled. Another one, there was a miscue between him and Allen. Another fumble, didn't go towards Cook, it went towards Allen, which uh, cost me a game, actually. I lost by one point, and the fumble is negative two, so that one play cost me a game. Anyway, on top of that, 
Latavius Murray actually came in after the fumble at the beginning of the game, and he looked decent. He didn't look, I mean, nothing flashy, not a, a big cut guy or anything like that. He's just a big body that just give him the ball and let him go, kind of like Jerome Buss back in the day. So if they're not going to trust Cook, Latavius Murray isn't the answer. He's just a guy that's there that he could, you know, get the short yardage. But Leonard Fournette is a good receiving back. He's a good running back. He's a good goal line back. He's really a three down back for them. And he could step in and he could be potentially Buffalo's savior? Question mark? I don't know. They're, the team is struggling really bad right now. But if he steps in, he takes a starting role. That's a high-powered offense where he can get a lot of touches and put up a lot of points. That's why I have him in my A tier. Number four, Leonard Fournette. On to my S tier. These are three guys that I, I've kind of been saying all season that if they get the chance, man, they're in, they're in the right fit, the right offense. If they get the chance, these guys could be really, really good. And um, let's go ahead and let's start it off. I got one guy. He got the chance this week, and that is Devin Singletary for the Houston Texans. Yes, I know they have Damian Pierce, but Damian Pierce has not looked good. He is not a high-round high draft pick. He's been struggling, and really last year, was he that great, or was it just offensive line was blocking good? I'm not going to take anything away from him, I guess. He, he put up the numbers as a rookie, but in this offense, Devin Singletary is a much better fit with C.J. Stroud. He's a better blocking back. He's a better receiving back. He provides more protection. He passes the eye test a lot better than Damian Pierce. He just, all, all around, really, for the Houston offense, Devin Singletary is a much better fit. At most, Damian Pierce is a spell back coming in, let Singletary get some rest, or uh, every third series or something. I don't know. But he needs, the, Devin Singletary needs to get in there. He needs to be the full-time starter. On top of this, they have some really good regular season matchups. It gets a little tougher in the playoffs. They play against Arizona, Jacksonville, Denver, and then the Jets the final week. So that could be a tough one. But I think he's another one of those that could be matchup-proof due to his receiving. All the receiving backs, they go against teams that shut down the run, and they just, I mean, C.J. Stroud has shown that he should be Rookie of the Year. There's no doubt about it. C.J. Stroud should be Rookie of the Year. When teams go to shut him down and Houston relies upon him, he makes plays. He makes it happen. So Devin Singletary, I have him in my S tier at number three. Number two, Zach Charbonnet. A rough road ahead schedule-wise, but a good matchup against Pittsburgh in the championship week. Zach Charbonnet, who I think, personally, I think he is a better and more complete back than Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker just has, it seems like, there's one play every single game where he busts a big one. He did this last year, too. If he weren't to bust that big play, score a touchdown on it, his, I don't know, his numbers wouldn't look so great, but... He keeps doing it. I mean, Kenneth Walker, he's he's producing. He he busts that big one. He um I gotta stop saying bust that big one. I got I gotta come up with something better. But anyway, he breaks off a large run and then gets a touchdown and puts up lots of points. And I think Zach Charbonnet could do the same. Plus he's a he's a plotter, he's a receiver, he could do all these things. He's really has a skill set to be a three down back in the NFL. If he were to be given the opportunity, I think Charbonnet would step in. And he would be excellent. Number two, Zach Charbonnet. Number one, might come as a surprise, even though he had a great week this week. But I've been saying this guy's name for weeks. I picked him up on my teams, waiting for his opportunity to happen. 
And that is Rico Dowdle. Yeah, Rico Dowdle. Everybody is high on Tony Pollard. Hey, can Pollard turn it around? Can Pollard turn it around? Pollard's never been a lead back. He's never had that on him. And I think Rico can step into the role where he is the lead back. And it might actually be better for Pollard as well. If they were to stop leaning on Dak so much, who's been playing excellent this last month, but we know how Dak is, and he can't keep that up. He's gonna he's gonna regress a little bit, and he needs somebody to pick up the slack for him. The path to win this regular season through Carolina, Washington, Seattle, and Philly for Rico looks great. Buffalo, Miami, and Detroit in the playoffs is a little bit tougher, especially Detroit. They've been really shutting down the um, the run this season. I think Pollard's better suited as a complimentary back, kind of like Elvin Kamara is in a way. They can do more with less touches with design plays for them, and Rico could be the um, the first and second down back for this team. And he showed this week that he's good. He's, there's no issues with him. He can play. He's a baller. I think he could step in. He could potentially be their goal line back, their starter. I don't, I, I don't really have too much more to say on him. I think Rico can be this year's Number one league winner for fantasy football. So there you go. Go out, check out your waiver wire, see who's available, check out your team, see these guys that you have that you're not playing anyway. Drop them, replace them, get guys with upside. You don't need a replaceable wide receiver three for your team at this point anymore. If you have somebody like KJ Osborne go down, there's you know 22 other guys in the league that you could replace with similar stats pick up one of these running backs and thank me later when you're in the playoffs when you're running through teams and you have one of these guys that are plowing down getting you 15 20 points a game and winning weeks for you thank you for listening to the fantasy rush podcast be sure to share with your friends and give the show a follow good luck and may the fantasy gods be with you